Welcome to another episode of Outside the Valley, a podcast by ARC. Here we interview remote startup leaders, remote work advocates, and workers of distributed teams who thrive outside of Silicon Valley. I'm your host, Jovian Gautama. Today we're going to talk about the role of communities, spaces, and camaraderie amongst remote workers all around the world with the co-founder and COO of an up and rising startup, WorkFrom. WorkFrom itself is a platform connecting professionals to real world spaces and virtual offices where they can be productive outside the home or office, basically like third space. They're also the world's largest search engine for workable spaces and community of mobile workers. And this year, they were also invited to Techstars Anywhere, a brand new remote accelerator program launched by Techstars. Super excited to have our guest here today, Brooke Herford. Brooke, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, super excited to talk about you because the topic around your know, community and remote workers, you know, interact with each other is something that I'm always interested in. So I'd love to chat. So before we start the whole thing, I'd love to chat a bit about yourself and how you joined or and founded WorkFrom. Yeah, definitely. So I found WorkFrom in 2016. I had previously, for the five years before that, I had been a project manager at a web development agency here in mm-hmm. Portland, small agency. I loved the tech industry. I didn't love being kind of outside all of the like creative work being done. So I decided I wanted to go to a coding school for front end web development. It was a six month program, 40 hours a week, really intense. And at the end of that, I had an internship. I applied for five work from as one of them and ended up getting chosen to be a work from intern. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I started. Lucky for me, they decided to hire me after that. So I worked as a front end developer for about a year. It worked from when it kind of the team, you know, things were happening and it ended up to be Darren, the founder, original founder and myself on the team. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, if I decided after working with him, I knew that if I was going to work on a startup, <laughs> building a startup, yeah. it was gonna be with him. I just love working with him. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I came to be co-founder of WorkFrom. Mm-hmm. And how big is the team now? So the team is five people. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Some people will argue like this is like the best time in startups, like when you're small, because when you get bigger, like 20 people, like uh, especially like the founders, like I've talked to a couple of people on the podcast, they basically kind of miss those time when (laughs) their startup was smaller. It's Mm -hmm. just because things are moves faster. But again, growing big doesn't mean it's bad, right? But you just need, there's more process to be done. And so, yeah, but uh, I'm quite curious because it's, Work from your first remote job? It is. So work from is my first remote job, but there was a time where I wasn't full time at work from. So I ended up doing, I was freelancing as well. Mm-hmm. I did freelance web development and worked on work from kind of on the side, but at least I was always um, working on it at least half of my time. Uh, and then to support myself in the beginning, I would do freelancing. And I was also, that's when I started traveling and working as well. And so I have experience working with clients remotely as well as working on work from remotely. Got it. Just curious, what specifically attracted you to the whole remote work thing? Oh man. So f- freedom. Mm-hmm. I was like most people worked a nine to five you have to be at this office every day. If you don't come in, it's kind of like, what's happening? Why are you slacking? I don't know. There's very much that vibe. Right. So right. When I learned about remote work and the fact that you could choose where you want, like it just 
completely blew my mind. I didn't realize it was possible. So when I went to coding school, I thought if I could become a developer sometime in my life, I can work remotely. Got and it, it just yeah. So happened that that's why I was like so stoked on to be you know able to work at work from the beginning because uh, I thought it was going to take me a lot longer to like achieve that remote status. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely the, the freedom to choose your lifestyle and have it be more about what you want versus what somebody's telling you what time and where you have to be. Yeah, and. Yeah, and like you're now like really in the in the center of it. Like you really were founded a remote work company, so to speak. Like a company that revolves around the whole remote work thing. So, talk me a bit through the work from, especially for listeners who are not familiar. What is work from, and what what's the concept of it? Yeah, so work from in the very beginning served one main purpose, which was to help you find places to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ended up being a lot of coffee shops. So places, or let's, yeah, places to work like coffee shops, libraries, co-working spaces, literally like any place with Wi-Fi. So people have put campsites on there. So yeah, it's basically, it was like, w- this is where I'm at. I need a place to go right now, or I'm going to be in Taipei, you know, and then you can see places based on like their Wi-Fi speeds, if there's plugins, if it's noisy what the pictures are like, reviews. So that's very much how it was born. And over the years, we started asking people, like, why'd you sign up? And why, as soon as they did, and everybody was super lonely, basically. Like, they were like, I work at home all the time, and I want to get out of the house. So literally, it was finding a place, but motivation was this isolation that we all talk about and are experiencing, at least sometimes when we work remotely. Yeah, so that's how it's evolving is to solve that a lot of people would say like i like going to places around but i love to know the people that are around you know who works at the same places i like to work what are the other remote workers in my city how do i find new other remote workers around like there's no kind of connective tissue and so that's future vision of work from so started finding places and you can still do that but what we're doing through Techstars is figuring out exactly how to help people connect more in the ways that they want to Got it. I just want to like dive into this a little bit, especially mm-hmm. in the topic of a isolation, actually. Yeah. Um, so as we're recording this, you know, that like the whole world is currently having, you know, somewhat quote unquote forced to do you know, the so-called work from home and remote work. And you see in the so- social media, there's a lot of sentiments of people, you know, trying to start to feel isolated, like having a cabin fever and so on. So this is something that pe- probably people didn't expect when it comes to remote work. Like, especially for me, I'm also a remote worker. Mm-hmm. Like, people will say, oh, the freedom, or you can work from anywhere, and you can um, schedule your stuff. If you want to work on weekends and take the day off on weekdays, it's, it's okay, something like mm-hmm. that. But the isolation aspect is actually quite, you know, it's sometimes it's rarely uh, talked about. Compared to the other, you know, productivity talk, you know, uh, four-hour work week talk. I'm curious, what's your experience with isolation? Yeah, so definitely. So my experience mm-hmm. with isolation is what. So I started working remotely, and I think, mm-hmm. like to your point about people not talking about it as much, I think because we're like when Darren and I always say we're remote drunk, and I think people that are really into remote like are just you know so into, you don't really want to talk about the negatives because there's so many positives. Absolutely. Um, so. Yeah. And yeah, so basic, but you know, everything has give and take. And so if we are so gung-ho and positive about remote work and isolation is a side effect, like let's just work on fixing that instead of people, you know, having to choose Hmm. one or the other. 
my experience is I worked remotely only for a few months before I started traveling. And so I, and what I did was I worked with co-working and co-living groups. I went on those kind of month long trips where basically you live with other people from all over the world. Right. And that really was awesome. I never felt isolated or lonely. I heard people talk about that in remote work, but I never experienced it until I came back to my hometown and I was in Portland for about a year. And I was like, realized what everybody was talking about. I was working at home all the time. I wasn't intentional, intentional about human connection. I just was kind of like, got into my workflow. And then a couple weeks had gone by, I hadn't seen any friends. Like I really started to just notice the effects and kind of understand more of what people are feeling. And that's when I just, I just realized how intentional you have to be. So if you choose this work style and if you choose for your home to be your office, you really have to be intentional. Intentional, I think is the word, yeah. Intentional about getting what you need as far as human connection is considered that's an interesting point you made because um the word intentional or intentionable <laughs> i'm sorry it's it came a lot in in my conversation with other people when it comes to remote work it's not only in the personal level but only the company level right like you, yeah. you got to be intentional about you know onboarding hiring taking care of your a uh, remote employees and so on so with this in mind, like you talk about being intentional with social interaction, right? How does work from work from yeah, how does work from helps a user achieve that or what kind of features that actually came from this particular mindset of yours and, and Darren's uh, mm-hmm. your uh, co-founder that oh it's we have to be intentional when it comes to social connection. How do you translate it to features in work from? Yeah, definitely. So we are pre-launch with our beta for this, but the features when we were thinking about them are very like, okay, so you have connection that's similar, like Tinder, you know, where you're just like one-on-one, like you should meet, like go on a date. But the one thing we realize is that people have different level of connections that they're comfortable with. You know, some people like say a Slack community, you just like to observe your interest in what's going on. You don't necessarily want to like you're not the extrovert that it's going to be, you know, just jumping in right away. So I think that's a big thing is like what we're launching, we're trying to have different features where you can choose the level of connection you want um, anywhere from being an observer to a straight up one-on-one connection. And that's kind of how I think about it. It's like the layers of people to be able to choose what they want because, you know, everybody's different, but giving the, uh, giving everyone the opportunity to, feel connected and whatever that means to them. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it's really people. I think a lot of my, my take on this also like, or my take, my hypothesis on this, like a lot of like online communities also thrive because of this particular need, right? It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily about, you know, remote workers community, but yeah. just our communities, like, Facebook groups or even um, familiar with uh, indie hackers, lots of entrepreneurs. I think they just try to find uh, some connections online, <laughs> just like Tinder <laughs> that you say about, uh, talk about it. But yeah, I think it's a very basic human need. It definitely is. I just, it's like, we're all humans. Like it's different now. The world is shifting. We're on our computers. It's text-based. It's, you know, now it's exciting to see everybody so quick and ready to jump on video call. Cause I think that is like so important and I'm sure you've experienced this on a remote team. Yeah. Like everybody, you know, you have to be on video call so you can kind of feel that. Yeah. But I think just that 
human part of it and that we're even though it's like these online communities of typing and chatting it's there's we're all humans behind the computer (laughs) so Yeah. yeah bringing that out you mentioned you've been joining work from since 2016, right? Mm-hmm. You've been yeah. working in this four years. Is there anything that you've learned in regards to remote work that kind of changed your perspective on it? Like before you start working work from, it was like that, but now it was different. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is that remote work is not any one thing. I think when I was excited about it, for me, it was the whole digital nomad thing. I was like, I'm going to be a remote worker. I'm going to travel every month. I'm going to, you know, and I thought work from cool. It's this huge community of digital nomads and travelers. And Mm -hmm. one thing I learned, like, that's not our community. Uh, Our community is 80% at least employees of remote companies that live in their home city that work at home at least three to four days a week, you know? So it's like, that's one huge thing I learned. And then just talking to all the different people and how, why remote work is important to them, whether you have kids, whether you have, you know, families, like everybody has different reasons. And I think uh, just learning about all those different aspects has been eye-opening. And from what I came into it, thinking remote work was this one specific thing. And now I just, Remote work is being able to design your work in however, however you want. It's, it's a spectrum, definitely. Yes, very much yeah. a spectrum. Yeah, and I also like your point about digital nomad because I think for companies that are not familiar with remote work, that's their first, that's mm-hmm. their very first stereotypical idea of a remote worker. You're working from the beach, like the beach doesn't have Wi-Fi. Like, mm-hmm. So that was kind of like, actually our founder, Waiting also wrote, about this on Forbes, basically like not every remote workers are digital nomads, right? So this, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I forgot who said it. I think someone said on Twitter, like it's probably like digital stay mats. Like even even if they move, they'll probably Mm -hmm. be in Mexico for three months or in Korea for three months. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. I think for the first year I was, you know, just figuring it out month to month. But since then I'll still travel quite a bit, but it's like three months in one place. It's still like figuring out what works for you. But yeah, Absolutely. I agree. There's like this yeah, stereotype that remote work means digital nomad or means work from home and never leave. And you know, it really, I just think it's yeah, a spectrum, like you said. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen companies like that, that they feel like remote workers. Oh, what if they have like shit internet? Like, <laughs> so that's yeah. something that we need to change on this, like this kind of perspective. Yeah. You know, and trust in the unknown Absolutely. and people have never done it and never been on a team. And just, yeah, so many things that people have questions on and until you experience it's, it's kind of. Got it. Cool. So you work from is invited to the Techstars Accelerator, Techstars Anywhere. Can you share a congratulations, by the way? Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to chat a bit more on the decision to join, you know, a Techstars and why do you think it's the right step for work from? Oh man. So it, yeah, by far just the most amazing thing to be a part of. It was the right choice for work from there's this in, in crazy network of mentors of people that I just didn't have on my own, you know, people yeah. that are like, that I consider just like so successful that are just willing to help me <laughs> now. And I love that our, so our cohort and all the Techstars cohorts are only 10 companies and we each, we have a managing director um, and two other Techstars staff that just work with our 10 companies. So yeah, just the amount of help, the way they've pushed us. It's kind of like this business 
school. I, I never went to a business school. I, you know, I got my associate of arts and then got into tech by way of that. And I, yeah, I just didn't have these kind of like fundamentals of business that Techstars is teaching me. We have workshops all the time with just incredibly smart people. And so, like I said, yeah, they've just pushed us in a way that I have never personally been pushed before. And I've, you know, for the better, I, it's been really awesome. The camaraderie of the cohort, the other companies are just so freaking cool. And yeah, it just was the perfect, I think the exact place for work from and where we need to be as a company right now. Got it. What was the main attraction for you and your co-founder during Texar was because the, is it like the, a remote cohort, like Texas anywhere. Yeah. I think it's their yeah. first cohort, right? It's their no, this first. Is the fourth, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's no, you're fourth. good. It's it's newer, but yeah, this is the fourth cohort they've done of the anywhere program, but it is newer. Uh, Forever Techstars has been an in-person accelerator mm-hmm. all over the world. So right now, there's currently 14 cohorts happening. Got it. Ten companies, but yeah, all over the world. And then this, yeah, is the only remote cohort happening. Yeah. <laughs> got it, got it. Uh, but not every, but not every companies join are related to remote work, right? It's basically just the fact that you don't have an office, so to speak. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so a lot of us are remote focused, or got at least it. that's part of our, you know, market. But definitely not, definitely not all of it. It's not a requirement by any means. Mm. Got it. So, so the Techstar accelerator itself is basically just like just normal accelerator, accelerator, but everything is a, done remotely. Is, is that correct? I think I've never been through another accelerator. Okay. So yeah, so. yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. Do you find, uh, can you share a bit more about how does it work, especially when remotely? So because mm-hmm. actually, you know, um, Arc is affiliated with a code mentor which is also a company that our founder founded, which is, still exists and was founded. We kind of like work together. We share the same office right now. And it is, Commenter is a Techstar Seattle graduate, right? Oh, nice. And yes, so it's interesting. Like the big, like, like actually it's like you mentioned, like one of the biggest thing about Techstar is the mentorship part of it, right? Mm-hmm. And which is, you know, you got to hang out with this great mentors, Mm-hmm. And then you can hang out with like-minded people on the same cohort. And that's the biggest value. So I'm just curious if you can share a bit, right? In the Texas, like, how does, because in, rem- in remote, like, like you mentioned back to the um, intentionality of this stuff, right? While in your co-located accelerator, you can just hang out like at lunch, you talk and you just start talking shop. But can you share a bit more? What's the biggest? What's the biggest thing that you've kind of experienced during the the accelerator? Yep, this is it. Yeah, definitely. So it's a good point because I think I even what we're bringing into you know the future for work from I've learned a lot from our managing directors Ryan Cooter and also Kendra Dixon, and the way they manage this program and just noticing the the intentional things they do to make sure we get the same experience. So mm. how. So it's 13 weeks and we have three trips. So we started the program off. We had never met. I think we'd done one video call with all the companies just to kind of see, it was kind of see who else was in it. We didn't know before that. And then we all flew down to San Diego and met for a week. And we stayed in a house with at least three of the other companies. And then every day for like 14 hours, we would go to a house and basically like, this is tech stars, me and friends, like, we did workshops on just the company basics, but also a lot of like bonding inducing workshops. Like, 
you know, walk and talks with each other. And just, they really, they, they did founder stories where they sit and tell us their personal stories and are super vulnerable and just make it a space mm -hmm. for us all to like, kind of put those walls down you have when you're just meeting a bunch of new people. And so coming out of that week was like, I've got like a bunch of homies now. Like I just felt very, <laughs> everybody, it was like, you know, we're voice messaging each other. We're Slack. Like it just, they did a great job of like making it a space to like start off and be like, okay, now we're all in this together. Like there's, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, basically that we're in this together. So then we come to our, you know, our prospective homes and we started doing a bunch of workshops. So we do those all online there, you know, we are always asking each other how we feel like it's just, yeah, it's a very open communicating environment. And then as far as the process from there, we did for mentors, I think a cool thing that I didn't know before was we did two weeks of mentor madness. So for over two week period, we had 80 meetings with all these different mentors, 20 minutes where we pitch wow. and talk to them. And then at the end, we picked three mentors that we would meet with weekly for the rest of the program. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also you can really reach out to any of the mentors at any time, but that was kind of the process wow. for picking like who you vibed with, who was helpful, who got your vision, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, and then we had a, a second trip in Boulder again, where we all just kind of went, stayed in houses. But yeah, like I said, it's just an environment that they, I think, intentionally create for us all to feel comfortable digitally being friends while we're not all together. Good. Yeah. And, and it's a gigantic task, isn't it? Like for in any environment, like to create an environment where uh, we create a remote environment where people kind of like belong in the same, you know, belong in the same, or we're in this together vibe. It is, it's really hard, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you don't really realize it until you see it being, I'm like, wow, they made me like, they recreated this kind of in-person experience, you know, in-person yeah. experience. Yeah. Things that only that would but we're not in person right. all the time so yeah the funny thing you mentioned about the mentor madness thing i mm -hmm. think it's also something that they do in a co-located cohort but the fact that they can translate it to uh in a remote setting very smoothly is actually pretty great right yeah no it was great like so we darren and i were in the same house but different rooms uh um, oh i see meet 20 minutes and you had five minute breaks in between it's just this like fast paced, like, Oh my God, they were cool. I'd run down. Like I love them. That's and he great. was like, I think you would. And then, like, I don't know. So yeah, it was just, it's like zoom call to zoom call, but the experience of it was still like eventful and big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, got it. So I want to, I want to shift gears a bit about, you know, the current situation about we are currently facing, you know, a challenging time due to, due to the coronavirus pandemic causing a lot of companies and employees to start quote-unquote experimenting with remote work or working from home like wfh is a very popular three-word acronym nowadays and social mm -hmm. media this is for the first time curious about your take on this like do you think this will make remote work be more popular in the near future or how do you think it will impact the dynamic of the remote community even the work from uh, community yeah. So as far as making remote work more pop, I think it'll be more understood. I don't mm -hmm. know if this is going to make companies that were completely closed minded to remote say, Oh, hell yeah, we're going to be remote now. But I think it'll show people the possibilities. Like maybe not everything has to be in person. Maybe it is okay for people to work from home every once, you know, I think it's just going to open people's eyes a little, like maybe open their minds a bit more than it did. And I think it'll also, I have a friend who works at, a finance company and he was talking about how they were 
nine, they're 90% remote already. They were prepared for it. And then their competitor was not. And so they're still struggling to kind of make this transition during what's happening. And so I think it'll make people have those kind of contingency plans and then also, yeah, be a little bit more open to remote work, the remote work style in general, maybe not being a fully distributed company, yeah. but yeah, it's I think tough. That's, that's what will happen. But yeah, also, like I think maybe before we recorded, I mentioned what's happening now is not definitely I, my normal work style. Like being absolutely, home, yeah, ever being able to leave. Like I'm a coffee shop girl. Like you know, it's definitely different. And I think for people to kind of, I think if people say think this is remote work, <laughs> um, might not have the best experience with it too. So that's another thing I've been observing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually similar to you. Like I'm a coffee shop kind of person. Like that's my idea of a, a remote work. It's not confined at home, especially for people with families, right? Because like for even for the usual like parents who work from home, they usually work without their kids around because kids are going to school. Right. But now the kids are home. So that's just like a diff- different level, different kind of remote work. So it's totally, I can yeah. see your face like very like, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't have kids, but it's uh, our Slack community. That has been a very popular topic. Just, mm-hmm. you know, and my co-founder Darren, he has a two-year-old. There's other people, you know, a lot of people in our Slack community have kids and it's just oh, something that people have been talking about a lot. Yeah, it, it is super hard. I want to talk. So this is something I forgot to ask like before. So it's about the the. What do you think is work from's role in regards to helping the local economies to thrive? Because you know people are working from coffee shops, right? You know, or co- local restaurant or something like that. So I think this is a kind of like. This is also a topic that I'm super interested about, like how remote remote work can boost the local economies, especially in smaller cities, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious what's WorkFrom's role in this, or if you guys have a plan to kind of like in this area, you know, and partnering up, or I think you guys already partnering up with uh, ven- vendors or venues. Yeah, so as far as helping yeah, local economies, I definitely think work from has a role to play. A lot of people that work at home don't realize that there are workable spaces around them, you know, mm. coffee shops, small co-working, yeah. restaurants, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah, so I think in just, I was going to say, Oh, grow remote Ireland. I don't know if you've heard of it, but they are a huge and one of the biggest initiatives that I've seen of like, let's bring uh, remote workers to more rural, rural communities. So they work heavily in Ireland of just that, like getting the workers and spreading out kind of, I don't know, the wealth is the right term, but having people that can make good money that don't have to be just in Dublin or just in these main cities and taking it to these rural areas and having remote workers be out there making good salaries, supporting their local communities. Yeah. That's always really fun to learn about and see people doing. Yeah. And also um, there are a lot of uh, similar initiatives like, uh, Tulsa remote, I guess. And also I talked to uh, Laurel Farrell, remote work yes, consultant. Yeah. You, know, you know Laurel? Yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, she was experienced in helping rural areas to do this kind of helping them grow and helping like the local workers to get remote jobs. So I always find this like interesting aspect of remote work that like a second degree effect of remote work that I think like more and more people will talk, especially in this um, current situation, right? Current crisis of the pandemic where we are now 
we now realize more than ever, like the role of the local small businesses. Yeah, definitely. And just the point, it's like kind of that extension of like, people should be able to be where they want. If they want to be, Absolutely. Be, be tied to it just because they can't get the job that they want, yeah. you know? So it's kind of just another extension of, of that, I think too. Yeah, especially, I think that's also the, the main, that's also the main thing that we believe here in ARC, right? We're a platform where you can hire, <coughs> sorry. You know, we're a platform where you can hire software engineers, right? But we do believe that if you have the talent and the skills, you don't have to be confined to your geographical limitation. Like mm-hmm. you can be in Asia or you can be in Europe or Eastern Europe and you can work with great companies based in Silicon Valley, Seattle, Portland or anywhere. So yeah, I think, so yeah. And I think just, yeah, how you said that about local communities. So I think it was Andreas Klinger. He had a tweet one time that said, if work is remote, life should be local. And I think mean, always yeah, yeah. And that is part of the vision of what we'll be launching because of COVID and everything. We're strictly focusing on virtual tools first. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that once we are going back to the places we love and, you know, just because our team is all over the world and maybe for me, person wouldn't be in Portland, there's still like local coworkers, local remote workers to create that sense of local community, uh, local business. Like there's still like a, a, uh, a role that localness has to play, even yeah. if you do flexible. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing too. Yeah, uh, I saw that tweet too. Yeah, I, I think I retweeted that. I absolutely agree yeah. with that sentiment. Like, damn it, that's so true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool. And so, by the way, I I, di- I didn't prepare you for this, but I recently realized that you and the work from on Twitter recently used the hashtag remote kind. Mm. Yeah, can you yeah. share a bit more about that? What's that about? Yeah, so it's a play on you know humankind. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we think the future of remote kind looks a certain way and that's mm-hmm. what we why we want to launch products for those people and so that's kind of where it came from is this thing that we just started saying and playing on i think darren came up with it but huh. we talk a lot about our community and our people it's like these are our people like the future yeah it's kind of this the future of remote kind the future of our people like everybody's working this way and when we believe that everybody that remote work will just be work eventually. And so in a world that looks like that, what role does work from have to play? And then we think that's, you know, just a big community of people. Yeah. Hopefully that explains it well, but yeah, yeah, I think when we say the remote kind, it just means like our people. Got it. Got it. So I think my last question for today is basically, can you share a bit more about your daily routines? Yeah, definitely. Sorry, you froze a little bit. Am Sorry. I okay? let, let me ask that. Let me read. Yeah. Let me. Okay. So, yeah. So my last question, I think, for a, today is basically, can you share a bit more about your daily remote work routine? You can share like pre-pandemic and like post-pandemic. Things. Yeah. Okay. So my daily routine uh, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Uh, it, it feels like we were like this having this post-apocalyptic you know, podcast interview. Yeah, no, I know. It is an interesting, yeah, very interesting time. Yeah, yeah, so I get up before I would choose where I wanted to work that day and I would depend on, you know, if I had meetings or not and 
two or three times a week, I would head to one of my favorite coffee shops here in Portland. Yeah. So I wake up, decide where I want to work, make my coffee, make my breakfast, do that. At home, I have a home office. So the only time I come in here is to work. So yeah, I stick to my one coffee a day. Uh, I like to say that I exercise every day. (laughs) It's something that I think is important, especially now to get outside. Yeah. So post during this pandemic, I think I'm still kind of figuring out my daily routine, you know, Mm. making, especially with tech stars, you know, like I said, it's like, I want to just, you know, meet all our goals and be super successful, all this kind of stuff. So it's just a different environment. And then when you're home and you're kind of quote unquote bored, it's like, I should be working. So I'm working uh, hard to make a better routine. (laughs) So shutting my computer, not coming in the office after a certain time, going on a walk to kind of mark. I think that's one yeah. thing yeah. working from home is to like mark the beginning and end of your day. Like you don't have a commute. Absolutely. absolutely. You know, you don't, yeah. You don't have that like morning chit chat with people. So I think again, another thing you have to be intentional about, like this is the start of my day. This is the end of my day. And I think a good book is atomic habits. They absolutely talk love that. Yeah. Book. Yeah. yeah. So talk a lot about your environment and, you know, things like this, like, starting and ending things so i i try to do that type of stuff but yeah are you subscribed to james clear's newsletter yes yeah absolutely it's probably the best newsletter i've subscribed to like it's very it's full of you know substance and it's very easy to read yeah the way he explains is very like easy to understand so i i'm not i don't have a science background or anything so the way he explains I love when somebody explains something to me. I'm like, that makes total sense. And, you know, I think that's how I read all of his stuff. Like it, his book was like a conversation, like somebody telling, I don't know, just the language he uses, I think is very easy to understand. I love it. The best thing about his newsletter is he ended with a question. And it's usually a really great question. It makes you think, huh, yes, what, what's my thinking on this? And it's really great because it, it's really kind of like a good, you know, it's a good start to your day and it's something back in your mind you can just think over and over. Yeah, no, yeah, I love that. That's, that's absolute, absolutely great. So yeah, um, Brooke, so where can listeners find you online? So Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. code underscore Brooke. So as we're talking about this, like I said, we're going to be launching a new product. So if you're curious about that, I'll be talking oh. about it there. I try to be very open. I love, I got, I get inspired by the maker community, you know, kind of the product. Absolutely, like, yeah. How they're just like live talking about what they're doing. Like, so I, we try to do that as much as we can. And it's hard mm-hmm. to do sometimes, but yeah. So find me on Twitter, DM me, especially if you're new to remote work. Uh, I love to be helpful. And I feel like because I've been in this space for so long, I, I know a lot of resources. I can try to point you towards different people. So I'm so open for people message, ask, ask me questions. It's, I think it's really fun to be helpful. Um, mm, absolutely. Yeah. So that's how you find me online and then workfrom.co as well. We have a Slack community of about 3,500 people. Most, wow. everybody's working from home and they're all experienced remote workers. Cause we were, like you said, doing this before all of this stuff was happening. So that's uh, workfrom.co forward slash chat is how you can join that and come hang out with us. Got it. Are most of your users based in the US? A lot of, yeah, probably most of them, but we do have a lot of international folks as well, especially in the chat. Like when I'm thinking about the people in the 
in the Slack community, it doesn't seem weighed super much or super a lot, but yeah, when you look at the data of our members, mostly US probably. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I actually just created a work from account. I think I told you before. And I would love to next time after the whole thing's uh, pandemic blow over, I'll, I would love to start adding, you know, great place in Taipei to work from. Um, and it, uh, Taipei is actually one of the, I think it's the best place when it comes to coffee shop, like great yeah. Wi-Fi, great coffee, great food. And you can stay here all day. This sounds so, so stingy, but yes, it's great. <laughs> and hopefully, like I said, hopefully by that time, it'll be a thing where, you know, you talk, add the places you love, find the other people that love working there and make friends. And yeah, that's, I'm excited to launch this into the world and have it be more of like a way like just an example is currently when you kind of clock in or check in on work from person who added it gets a notification and i was just at a place maybe a month ago before all this checked in and the person was there and he was just like hey are you at push pull (laughs) and we ended and i looked up and he looked up and we ended up meeting and it was super cool and so yes by the time we're all out and about again i'm hoping to have everybody be able to have those types of interactions. Got it. Awesome. Brooke, again, thank you so much for your time today. Yes, thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. So fun chatting with you. Cheers. And that's it for another episode of Outside the Valley brought to you by ARC. We created this podcast with the hope that in each episode, you can learn something new from other remote startup people. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at jovian at arc.dev. It's J-O-V-I-A-N at A-R-C dot D-E-V. Or you can find us on Twitter at arc.dev. See you next week with another episode of Outside the Valley and ciao.